0: Well, you know, this is an election year, and maybe you've been somebody that's always just been doing the same thing, but this is the day that we have to ask the Lord what to do, and God wants to give our nation favor, and the more that we trust him, the more that we believe in him, the more that we follow the path, you know, of the advent, which was hope, you know, God gives us hope, God gives us peace. God gives us joy. And number four is what do we give to him? What expectation do we have for him? Do we expect this year to be better than last year? Do we expect more of God to be in our life in this year? You know, we have to start thinking in terms of what is it that God wants for us? What is our expectation? What does he want us to do? We've heard testimonies here today of people that have witnesses for Christ. And we, we sang the song, Standing on the Promises. Did you get all those scriptures that we sang this morning? You know, because we need the power and the word of God for the new year. We can't be the same as last year. We have to move forward in God. So today I'm going to minister on, and I, I ask the Lord for me, and I pray that it will be for you that we will desire To be better spiritually in the new year. To be better spiritually in the new year. What did I say? Thank you, Jesus. I want to do that. I want to be better. I want to be stronger. I want our church to be better, to be stronger. That doesn't mean we're not good. It just means we want to have an expectation of more of God in the new year. We need His favor, church. We we need something from him. We need to to know that as we impart his word, that there'll be a strength and a change in our life. So I'm going to talk to you today about the title of my message is kind of strange. But here's the title. He is the God of the better. He is the God of the better. We have to start thinking that it's better and god is the god of the better and i'm going to show you that in scripture today while you already may know that but we need it to sink into our spirit like brother said a word that somebody said to him resonated in him and we need to have the power and the the knowledge of god to resonate in us till we're so hungry for it that we pursue it with all of our heart and if we do that then we will see that god is better than yesterday God's better than our paycheck. God's better than all those things that we desire him to be. He's even better than what we can desire him to be. Because our desire for him is more powerful than any desire that we can have on earth. So, God, I just ask you to cause this to resonate in your people today and in my own heart that you are better. You are the God of the better. There's nothing better than better. So if he's the God of the better, he's the best. Thank you, Jesus. So this is a powerful message that came from the angels at the birth of Christ and why we celebrate Advent and all these things. Because the angel said, don't fear. Look at all the things that they were going to be challenged with, the disciples, Christ himself, all the challenges that came their way. And, God, and the angel was saying, an angelic message from heaven said, fear not. So I just put that in your spirit today, that we will not fear, no matter what comes our way, no matter what people do to us, no matter what sickness, no matter what happens, that we'll have a mindset to expect the goodness of God, that it is better than the works of darkness. And so I know that some of us are in spiritual combat, and we have to understand that, These are the things that God allows. He doesn't make them, but he allows them that we can grow spiritually and we can gain knowledge in the word of God to comprehend the works of darkness that comes against us. So God is God and he is better than any circumstance, any temptation, any anxiety, any worry, any stress. What did I not cover? He's better than that. Whatever it is that's negative, whatever it is that's coming from the works of darkness, he's better. He's greater. He's more powerful. And, you know, here's what we have to get into our spirit. Everybody knows this, but we have to get this in our spirit that when the enemy comes against us, and he will, that we have to do what Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Don't get in front of me. Don't get Don't get in my path, but get behind me. Because I don't hear this into a word that you say. This brings us, me to this important important thought today, that we must strengthen the knowledge of God. The songs we sang was impart imparting that message. This message is about that. We have to have an expectation that God is greater and God is more powerful, and God God will bring us through whatever it is that we're called upon to go through. Yesterday's study of the word of God is great. It's awesome. It's wonderful. I'm glad we read through the word of God. But now it's time to stop in places that we read and ask the Lord for a revelation of his power and his glory and let the knowledge resonate in our heart and begin to be a powerful weapon against the forces of darkness. There is only darkness for our world because our dar- our world is in darkness church but there is light in us Jesus said I am the light of the world and so we are the light you know if it seems dark uh, in your pathway ask yourself what what do I need to do to get my light go- going you know, I got these little birds for Christmas a couple of years ago. And as long as they're in the sun, when night comes, when the darkness comes, those birds light up. But all of a sudden, they didn't start lighting up. And I said to Toy, what? what could be wrong with this? My birds are not alighting. And she said, well, it needs a battery. <laughs> so, church, we need a fresh battery. We need a fresh Christian battery. And we only can get that battery by the power of the word of God. That's the only thing that will empower us that the light will shine forth that people will see. Well, when I'm discouraged, look at that person. They're just crazy. They're just happy and, and they're at the water fountain spreading water everywhere and crying and belly aching. And look at me. I'm so happy. There's somebody in your, in your, uh, pathway of friends. What bothers me is when I'm with a bunch of people at a conference and we stay all night, four or five of us in a room, somebody gets up before dawn and is so happy. Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I wake up to a cheerful sound and I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me be happy. <laughs> so we need to have that kind of uh, uh, effect On the world, that when we're in their presence, we show forth the joy of the Lord, not the joy of this world because we've got everything we need. But we show forth the joy of the Lord because he is the one that has given us what we need. And what we need is his light in us to shine bright in this hour. So what is better? What is better than our light? The light of God that's shining in us. And church, we need to get a hold of that because we need to be brighter than what we are. We just need to get brighter and brighter until they have to put a shield across their face. Like when Moses came out from the mountain and he'd been with God and they they couldn't stand the light that came forth him. You know, that's the way it should be. We should be the light of God in this world because his light in us is better than the light that shines in the darkness of our world. So yesterday's study is really good, but we need some powerful word for the challenges that lay ahead of us. And it's not just that we're going to read through the Bible. It's that we're going to stop in places and we're going to get regenerated and we're going to get our battery pumped up a little bit so that we can be lighter for the cause of Christ so we can stand in the gap. For Israel, So we can see what God is doing. I don't understand all the sorrow that Israel has gone through and all the things that they have done. And yet they're God's special people. There's a, pers- a reason for that, a purpose for that. God is dealing with their heart so that they might know the Messiah, that they might know the true God that's coming uh, to descend for them. So I want to talk today about that God is better than our way. The song, the government is upon his shoulder. Church, we need to know that it's not a, a Democrat or a Republican. It's what is God want in all of this? We need to give a prayer and 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 uh, 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 a sense of fasting and think about what is it that God is going to do because church, God's going to do it. He's going to do it, whatever whatever uh, uh, part of our government is is seems to be ahead you know you hear all these things so-and-so's ahead so-and-so's not this one's off the box you know they don't know because they have no direction because they don't know what God is going to do because the government is on his shoulder and whatever he's going to do right now what has happened is he's causing people to see the need for him more than the need for government and so this is a season where God is better Than any government system, because the 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 burden of the government is on his shoulder. That's in Isaiah, and you need to read it and and put your hand on it and say, God, I believe this. You know, the prophet gave this message when he gave the message of the virgin birth way back there when Jesus was born. Connected to that prophecy was a this the government would be upon his shoulder. He'd be our counselor. He'd be the The mighty God, he'd be uh, the peace, he'd be everything that we need. So why is the church of Jesus Christ living beneath what God has promised he will give us? We have to change. We have to grow. We have to get more spiritual, not a woo-woo run-the-isle spiritual, but a spiritual that resonates in our spirit deep within us. And we know, don't go that way because that's not the way I want you to go. We need to begin to hear the voice of the Lord. And I tell you something, church, he will speak if we will listen. But the problem of it is sometimes we're, we hear the things of the world more and believe them more than when we hear the word of the God because God is going to take us through the crisis of our life because he's better than anything the world can give us. So in Isaiah 9, 6, 7, it says, The government shall be upon his shoulder. He'll be our counselor. He'll be our peace. He'll give us judgment and justice. You know, these are the things that we're looking for. We're looking for the betterment of what God has for our nation and for our own people and for our own families and for our own children. You know, and we have to believe that God is going to see us through the crisis and we're going to come forth on the other side because we have eternal life waiting for us. You do believe in eternal life, right? So if we believe in eternal life, we have to begin to act like it. And, you know, to better to be with God is better than to be here. You know, but we're still here. So as long as we're here, we're going to make it work for us and we're going to come forth triumphant in God. So God is better than the things that we've planned for our own life. In Hebrews 8, 6, it says, this is why it says, but now has Jesus obtained a more excellent ministry. Well, he must have had a ministry. Now he's obtained a more excellent ministry through the power of the cross, through the shedding of his blood. And we're all part of that. So whatever Jesus has is better than anything that the world can have for us. And that's not just me saying it, but it's in Scripture. So this Hebrews 8, 6 says, How much also is Christ the mediator of what? A better covenant, which was established upon better promises. We're in the generation of a better covenant and better promises, and we are the God of the better. As we look at this, sometimes I think we give so much more attention. I know that I, sometimes I, I get stressed and I think, well, where's my girl? What's happening to my girls? Why did they do this? I took them to church, blah, blah, blah. Have anybody done that? Well, one of scripture scripture that we read today that says, don't look back. Don't think things were better. That's not the thing. Look ahead to see what it is that God is going to do that's better. So, And when we look at this, we know that we have a better covenant. In the Old Testament, they would have just been, you know, thrown away by the side. But in the New Testament, we have a better covenant. So God is looking after our offspring. He's looking after our families. He's waiting on us to have an expectation that he can do more than we know what he can do because he's better. And we need to get that in our spirit. Whatever is going on, whatever heartache or trial or disappointment or fear or anxiety, he's better. He's better. He's better. Now, Wendy, I want you to sing my little ditty. This is a song from the book of Hebrews. And we used to sing it in the handmaidens. And I told her, I, said, I warned her. I said, I'm going to have you sing it. And listen to these words. It's better, better, better. It's better than it was. It's getting so much better, just like it always does. Melchizedek is waiting. He's got the bread and wine. The Holy Ghost is calling. Today we'll wine and dine. It's better, better, better. It's better, better than better, it better. was. It's getting so much better, just like it always does. Melchizedek is waiting. He's got the bread and wine. The Holy Ghost is calling. Today we'll wine and dine. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We were we was we in the class of Hebrews and they got the teaching and he started singing that song. It was a little ditty that it just came into his spirit. You remember that? And he sang that and the whole class got lifted up and everybody was singing better, better, better. And I thought about that when I when the Lord put that in my spirit, I said, well, it is better, better, because I tell you, my life is better than it once was. And so God is so much better. And Mechazodek's ready, if you read that in Scripture, to have communion with us. And that means we're uh, facing the day of eternal life. Amen. How glorious is that? Well, this is the book of Hebrews. You know, the Apostle Paul said, there's a warring in my members. So, church, it's okay. You do have a warring in your members. You trust God. And then you look back at, at what's going on in your life. And you say, well, God, why... Why is this happening? You know, or why did this happen? Or, or you look back in those things. But, you know, the Apostle Paul said there's a warring in my member when I would do good, when I would think right. Then I have the anger thoughts, the thanks of the enemy, the the thoughts of the enemy. And I tell the church something today. Sometimes we hear the thoughts of the whispers of the enemy more than we hear the power in the anointing of the mighty God of heaven and church more when there's more trouble more anxiety i don't know what kind of trouble we're going to face as the election draws nigh but what i do know that what god has for us is better than what the the government has for us and so i want to put this in your spirit today that even though we have this warring in our members, even though we know to trust God. And then sometimes we say, well, why God? You know, that's not wrong. That just means that you have to depend upon him more. And so obedience is so important, church, that we hear the voice of God more than we hear the voice of the enemy. When the enemy comes at us and says, well, the bills are going up, the gas is going up, this is happening, that's happening, there's... There's wars in in the land and all this stuff is happening. Well, God said it would be there, but he's better than that. He's a better God than we can even imagine. So obedience is so important. And let me ask the church this morning, are you willing to be obedient to do what the voice of God says to you? First of all, you have to hear it. You have to answer it. You have to respond to it. You know, sometimes you just need those quiet moments that you steal away with God and you just tell him that you love him and then you just sit there quietly and listen for the still, small voice and you'll be shocked. You'll say, well, that can't be God. You know, I can't do that. But in fact, you can because the voice of God is better than the voice that lives in you because he's the voice that lives in you. And we need to hear his voice in the days ahead. I believe this is a prophetic message. I believe that God is speaking to the Church of Jesus Christ at large. I believe he wants the power of who he is to resonate in our vessel and that we live unto him and not unto ourselves. And so uh first Samuel 15:22, this is a wonderful scripture in the Old Testament and it says the Lord delighted He delighted in their burnt offerings and their sacrifices. But look what he delights in most, obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken is better to listen than trouble. Now, church, we know that, don't we? We know it's better to obey God, but what's wrong with us not being uh, in that position to obey God? Because when we start thinking negative and when we start being bothered by the things that's going on in the world, then we're not steeped in the power and the confidence and the comfort of Christ. You know, because he is comfort. The power of the Holy Spirit is to comfort us. So when when we're sad, when we're lonely, when we have difficulties and disappointments, we need to say, Holy Spirit. Come dwell with me. I need the comfort and the power of your Holy Spirit. We are going to need the comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit more than we've ever needed it before. And the comfort comes through the anointing of the word of God and understanding what God is saying to us. And so, church, you know, there might be a day when we don't have preachers to do all of the uh, research and to look it up. I know Dr. Gorin spends a lot of time in her lessons to get the before. Before she gets to the subject because she wants us to understand what the subject is. And it's the same thing. I study anybody that preaches in this house, Nancy and and pastor. They they study to get what they're going to get to share with us, you know, and that's great. But God impresses upon us more study. You know, The study we did yesterday is not enough. We got to do more because there's more powerful works of the enemy. But it is not better. Than the power and the anointing of God, and you need to put that in your spirit. And when the devil begins to taunt you and harass you, you need to say, "I I hear you, but God's word is better. God's word is more powerful." And I I say this today that in First Samuel fifteen twenty two it says, "It's better to obey than to sacrifice." And I think we need to think about that. Church in Psalm sixty three, three and four it says. Because, and this is why we need to hear his voice, because thy loving kindness is better than life. What we have in Christ is better than the life we have in this world. Does the church hear me? I like to hear him, an amen. amen. You know, because what we have in Christ is true life. The world has not had true life. And so when we look at this, it says, you know, better is life. Better is his loving kindness than his life. We suffer in this life and I don't like to suffer church. You know, but I gotta tell you something. Out of our suffering comes something good because out of the suffering of Christ on the cross, we have eternal life. We have a better covenant and we have, we have a better everything because of the suffering of Christ. I'm not suggesting that you people have suffering. I'm just suggesting that when the devil takes you through temptation and, and and situations and crises that, that hurt you and bother you and cause you to want to ask God what's going on here and that when you go through those things just remember to say Lord I want to obey you it's better than a sacrifice I, I want to obey you because you're better to me than the things of the world. And I have to say better a lot to you because it's going to take a lot to realize that the enemy has to flee because God in you is better than the things that the enemy is putting in your heart, in your life. So if we have his loving kindness, it's better than life itself. How many have his loving kindness? How many have your sins forgiven? How many know what he's done for you in your life? And all of that, that's his loving kindness. And it's better than life. It's better than the life that you can have in the world. The world has a great fun night drinking and doing whatever they do. And then in the morning, they have a very bad headache. I've never been drunk, so I don't know. But they tell me, and I've seen it in my father, that they don't feel so good in the morning. You know, but with us. We have the joy of the Lord, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the wine of the Spirit. We have all those things that makes us have a better life than the world. And we need to start seeing our life in Christ as better than the things of this world, better than the heartaches and the sufferings of this world. In Psalm 118, 8, 9, it says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. How many of us have put our confidence in our jobs and our paychecks? Because, you know, you got to have that. How you got to have, my dad taught me, you have to have wheels and a roof. And I was so young, I thought, what is that? I could see a roof, a house on wheels. I didn't know what he was talking about. I didn't know what he was talking about. But the older I got, and the more he said it, the more I understood what he was saying. And we have many people today without wheels. And we have many people today that don't have roofs. Because somebody didn't teach them. What was better in life? But Christ is the betterment of our life. And so he says that it is better to put our trust in the Lord than to put it in confidence of men. And if you read that scripture, Psalm 118, it says it twice. Psalm 118.8 and Psalm 118.9. And it says the same thing. It says it's better, you know, to trust in the Lord than to put our confidence in man. Just think on that, church is what is our confidence in what what do we have confidence in you know because anything that we have confidence in that's not of God will fade and pass away we have had relationships in the past and they faded and passed away the only thing that we have is the betterment of what God is in our life and uh so God wants us to trust him God wants us to hear his voice God wants us to receive his loving kindness because it's better than life itself. And when we look at the scriptures, we look at the wisdom literature, you know in proverbs fifteen sixteen Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure, because with great treasure there's trouble. See that in scripture? Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and and trouble with it. Now, what and as a Christian, what do you think that uh, fear of the Lord means? Is it, uh, is it to sit in the corner and shake and be fearful that God's after us? Well, the scripture tells us what the fear of the Lord is. It's in Proverbs 8.13. It says, the fear of the Lord is to hate pri- to hate evil, to have pride, to be arrogant, and the evil way, and the forward mouth do I hate. That's what he hates. There's another scripture that tells us that he hates decision. And he hates those that walk in, in diversion. But this is what God hates. And, you know, we don't, we don't walk around hating people. Uh, we don't walk around, I don't think, most of us. It's an arrogant attitude. You know, we don't have those kinds of things. So we don't have to be in fear that we don't understand the fear of the Lord. We understand that the evil things that we do is that we don't have fear of God. That's that's it. The fear of God is to be unwilling to follow in His footsteps and 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 to have um, evil pride. God doesn't like those things, and sometimes He has to break that down. Sometimes as Christians we don't see that we are a little prideful. Took me a long time to walk with my walker. Do you hear me? We have pride, church. We have a lot of it. And God is working it out of us slowly and but surely because all that matters is that we have his kindness in our life and that we love him more and we receive his love more than the life itself. So we must work on these things. Ask God the question. Look in the mirror and say, do I have pride? Do I have evil things in me? Now, church, I know that we're all godly and we don't have evil thoughts. But just let somebody cross in front of us with a red light or, you know, do something like that. Something comes right up, doesn't it? Because that's the old nature that lives in us. That's what we war against. And we don't like for things to be dissident from what we want and what we like. But God is working his gold in us. He doesn't want the gold of this world in your life. He wants the gold of his precious life in you. So I'm talking to the church this today. I'm talking to myself that God is a God of the better. God doesn't stay in the worry and the way and the anxiety and the stress and all of those things and question God perpetually all the time because nothing goes right. You know, God doesn't stay there because he's better than all that. His covenant is better. His promises are better. And he's just plain better in your life than anything that you could ever have in your life. And um, in Hebrews 8.10, I have to hurry because time is short. But um, it says, for this is the covenant that I will make for those days, saith the Lord, those days, these days. I will put my laws in their mind and I will write them in their hearts. And I'll be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. If you ever read the Old Testament and you know what what trouble you got into just for just for missing church on Sunday. It's in the scripture in the Old Testament that if they don't honor the Sabbath they can they can be killed. So that's what God has saved us for. That's what's better for us because we need the power of God in our life so much. Hebrews 11:40 it says God having provided some better thing for us. He makes things better for us than the Old Testament. He makes Jesus. Old Testament testifies of Christ. Old Testament testifies of what's going to be better. And the Hebrews eleven forty, God having provided some better thing for us, He is the God of the better, and Jesus shall be our joy for the new year. I added those two last things. I thought it went I thought it went well with it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Everybody knows this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you not think that's better? That is so much better. And we belong to the better God. And there's nothing better than him. He is the ultimate potentate in all the land and all the world and all creation. I am challenged to sincerely ring this new year in with joy. And that's going to be hard for me. You know, I have the joy of the Lord. But tomorrow when I'm harassed by the enemy for a while, I'm not so joyful. I mean, that's just honest, right? You all love God, you all have the joy of the Lord, but you can get into a dispute with somebody at the office, in the home, somewhere, and all of a sudden, where did that joy go? That joy is to be sustained, because He lives in us, the joy lives in us, and the church of Jesus Christ at large needs to get a smile on their face, and a high step, and understand that... God is so much better than the things of the world and so you make sixty dollars a week and somebody else makes sixty hundred a week. You know, it's still God is better. And you have to act like God is better and you have to walk like God is better because you will never feel better if you don't have the betterment of Christ living in you and you don't respond to it and you don't tell one another that. When you get despondent and you have a friend and you're just wailing and crying and carrying on. And they just look at that friend and say, where is the joy of the Lord? It's better than the fussing and the whining. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm challenged. I'm not saying I have a New Year's resolution. I'm just saying I'm challenged. I'm challenged to sincerely ring in the new year with the joy of the Lord. And depend on saying to myself, totally, all the time, and I will have to do that, that it is better. Serving Jesus is better. You know, there was a day in my life, early on in my ministry, that I didn't feel it was better. Because every preacher around me had a huge congregation. Every preacher around me made bigger bucks. And I didn't have the joy that I needed. But, you know, I realized one day that if I was going to serve God, I had to be better than the desires of this world. And when I happened, things changed. Because God is the God of the one, the same. He's the God of the thousand. And maybe he's more of the God of one because they depend upon him more than the God of the thousand. Do you hear me, church? Amen. God is better. And we have him living within us. This is my... Final thought today and that's that in John eight twelve then spake Jesus again unto them saying I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The light of life is better than anything the world can offer us. And the light of life is better than any disappointment or difficulty. That we go through. So I just want to tell the church this in this new year. I expect the favor of the Lord. If I live right. If I trust him. If I eat his word. If I hunger for him. If I desire him more than a huge church. If I desire him more than the things of this world. Then my life will be better. Because... Nothing can be better than our God. He is the highest potentate in all the world. And he's for you, just like he's for anybody. He's the same for everybody. It's just how we handle it, how we take it in, what we do with it, how we receive his loving kindness that we are better than life itself. So I want to say to the church today, embrace the favor of the Lord for the new year. Don't embrace the bills that go up. Don't embrace the president that comes into office that you don't agree with. Don't embrace those things. Embrace the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit because it is better. And when you think that you are embracing the worldly things more than God, go to him in prayer. Confess that you are and ask him to work, work, work in your life that you might have more of his power and presence You know, and God's going to you can go away right now from this uh, message this morning and you can feel good and you can have heard me and you could have heard the spirit of the Lord speaking and you walk in the door at home or or you get in your car and it's got a flat tire. You're going to be tested. Exactly. But better is the testing better than overcoming that than giving into the works of darkness. So church live in the light. Get a new battery. Shine bright. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you today. And Father, we have witnessed already in this house today that you've moved in people's lives. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your grace. We come against fear and anxiety. And, Father God, we're going to walk in the betterment of this life because you are better than the works of darkness. You are better than anything the world can offer, O God. And we want to be better because we want to walk in you. We want to bring comfort and salvation and help to the lost and the dying, O God. Speak to us, O God. May we hear your voice in this hour, I pray. Lord, we ask that you bless the tithe, the offerings, and the giving. Lord, bless our missions, bless those things that we try to do for you to glorify your kingdom. And for this, we give you thanks God because you're better to us than anybody has ever been. And we thank you in Jesus' name.